I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb-Centered Healing Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to make a few announcements for what about what's going on in the Womb-Centered Healing Temple this spring 2020. So <clears throat> many of you um, might be experiencing the effects of the global pandemic and the effects that that has had on me is having a whole bunch more time to pour into the creative projects that are going on in the womb-centered healing temple which is my heart's delight and my um, calling and service to the world so that benefits everyone here listening. So I'm. you might notice I'm having more um, podcast interviews and um, releasing quite a few more courses, online courses in the womb-centered healing temple. So, and, and other projects that I'll get to in a minute. So the courses that you might be curious about are the womb trauma recovery yoga which is a weekly live yoga class that you can learn more about on the website and another class that I've been really developing and enjoying as part that's part of the apprenticeship program but I want to make available to the public as well is the herbal womb wellness course and you may have seen webinars and things like that that I and I'll be um posting one of those question and answer sessions here as a podcast episode itself. And um, <clears throat> so those are just a, a small handful of some of the courses. Of course, th those are all included in the 13-month Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship journey that um, we're right in the middle of at this point. We're working with menarche and coming of age and initiations into sexuality. And all of this is very juicy. And you can read excerpts of 
the biomystical womb book that's being nourished by this apprenticeship and this time uh, at home. I've been doing a lot of writing, so you can check out the blog on the website too to see excerpts of the biomystical womb book. And last but not least, I have just launched a Kickstarter campaign for the biomystical womb oracle card deck. And this is based on the biomystical womb teachings that that are coming forth in the apprenticeship program and it's a great way to um, connect with those teachings on a daily or weekly or however frequency is right for you by simply picking a card or two and letting that guide your womb-centered healing practice your biomystical womb healing practice and so if you're interested in um pre-ordering and supporting the development of the Oracle card deck, you can click on the link to the Kickstarter campaign in the show notes here. And so, and also don't hesitate to reach out to me, Sama Morningstar, if you have any questions about any of these things. Okay, that's all and on with our episode. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and I have Rochelle with me here. Thank you so much for joining me, Rochelle. Um, a mutual friend introduced Rochelle and I with the idea that we would hit it off and be, you know, that, that Rochelle would be a good guest on the show. And lo and behold, I feel it's really true uh, given what Rochelle shared with me about her work before we got started recording. So I'm going to let Rochelle please introduce yourself and tell us about your work and how that's connected to your womb-centered healing process. Thank you so much, Sama. My name is Rochelle Harlington, and um, I am a mom. I am a transformational coach and author. And this journey, I would say, started for me probably about 12, 13 years ago when I decided to walk away from what I thought was a great relationship at the time, but ended up being a very emotionally damaging uh, with two children in tow. Um, and it helped me understand a lot about myself and supporting both of my children and understanding that what we are taught as children doesn't always serve us as we grow as adults and we take a lot of that emotional baggage along with us that can be very damaging and then we end up we end up building a family and having one we end up placing it on them not knowing any better so um, I work with moms single moms entrepreneurs and lately I've actually been working a lot with teenagers to really support them because they are so intuitive, so awake, so aligned with what's going on, but they're so confused um, because society gives them so many mixed messages. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited to have this conversation with you because I think um, we align beautifully mm -hmm. with so much of the womb wisdom. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, I'm curious about this decision that you made to leave this relationship. Uh, what was sort of the, the defining moment where this was happening, you were leaving? Um, I, I think 
I mean, as, as women, well, at least for myself, I, I'm going to only speak for myself. I try to, as I can, make the best and always try to build the family and keep the family together. But I think the defining moment after several years of emotional abuse, and then it became a little bit physical towards myself and my um, oldest son, is my mother came to visit. And... I remember sitting on the bed with my daughter who was just three months at the time and my son and my mother looking at me and saying to me, you're not the Rochelle anymore. That light in your eyes is gone. And that was like, I was really intense to hear from the mother. Cause it's like you, it kind of hits you and you're kind of like, wow, that's really, what do I do now? Right? So I think that was for me, was a very, very um, significant turning point. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of when I decided, okay, I'm not going to continue down this road with myself and these two children in the same way. I'm going to just break this, mm-hmm. even though I had no idea how. Um, and that first step, instead of just dipping my fin in the pool, I just jumped right off the cliff. And left. I sold my family home and I went and lived in an apartment with my two children. And that became the slow progression of understanding more about myself, helping my children heal, going through the trials and tribulations of trying to make it work for them. Um, But I think the biggest jump after that was when I quit my job and I got involved with animals and started working with animals, one of my first entrepreneurial businesses, that in itself started to heal all three of us because I would bring my children out of school if they had a bad day and they would work with me during the day. And I honestly believe that it was source, energy, divine, you know, plan for me to go through that and then heal because it showed me how even though all these trials and tribulations had happened, I was healing myself and I was breaking this sort of generation of, because it was of course in his, my uh, children's father's family and I wanted to stop it there and then. (laughs) So, um, and I noticed a huge change in my children um, as I started to involve them in bringing them out with the animals, uh, started to make them calmer and happier. And we, Then um, I noticed that my son was starting to have a lot of uh, health issues. So um, at that time, I I got involved. I reached out to a community of friends who put me in touch with an amazing um, Russian homopathic doctor. And that was the journey that has, I think, saved us all because I learned so much about the medicine. I learned how to help my children through working with the medicine um, rather than putting them on drugs or, you know, giving them pills and just masking it over. So that was sort of the big defining. I know I went a little bit bigger there, but yeah. Well, you know, this, uh, first of all, there's so many, so much womb wisdom in the story that you're, that you're sharing. Um, You know, our, our mothers can be such a support for us throughout our lives and I'm so glad that your mother, who was holding a vision of who you are and could recognize when that gleam in your eye was dimming. I know there's a story about that in my ancestry where my great grandmother's mother 
came on a boat all the way from Brazil through New York wouldn't let the people at Ellis Island search her trunk. She's just this big woman. She sat down on her trunk. She didn't understand English. She didn't know what they were trying to do. And she wouldn't let them look through her trunk. And then got on a train, I guess, across the country and stayed for a year and convinced my great-grandmother to leave her abusive husband, my great-grandfather, with two young children. My grandmother was five years old and my my grand aunt was 12 years old. They crawled out the window in the middle of the night. This was back when, you know, she was in danger of being told to get back to her husband and stop fussing about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but her brother luckily um, listened to her and sheltered her uh, because she went and said, he's going to kill us. So this is a very familiar story of having the mother say, you don't need to live like this. In fact, please don't live like this, right? What Something's dying in you mm-hmm. in a circumstance. And having that, our mothers hold that vision for us, that motherly love of compassionate care um, and help us out of those situations is so powerful. So I'm glad that we could share that story. Um, and then this sense of mothering your children through the recovery, because it wasn't just you that was probably affected by the, um, the emotional abuse in your marriage. I'm imagining that they were affected by it too, and that your son's illnesses may have been related to all of that. And then finding homeopathy, I'm so glad that we get to talk about that because that's a, an approach to healing that I feel is, is very um, feminine or arising from womb wisdom which is very holistic and treats the whole person similar to the way that a womb develops a new baby. It doesn't do one part at a time. It nourishes the whole being simultaneously. And so uh, approaches to medicine that do that, uh, I, I call those womb-centered healing practices. And um, And so homeopathy is very much like that. And then in addition, homeopathy, in my understanding, is about um, the more dilute the influences, the more um, gentle or um, like the less physical influences, the more potent it actually is the deeper the medicine actually is and i i use those principles in my healing practices and my apprenticeship i always tell my apprentices this is a homeopathic program you don't have to do the practices every day you can do one practice and spend the whole rest of the program integrating and processing whatever that one practice um revealed to you. Um, And so I'm curious to hear about your experience with homeopathy and how it it helped you and your son and your perhaps even your daughter, I don't know, to heal from particularly the the traumatic aspects and how they they um, influenced your health. Um, The first was, of course, myself and I had to heal both 
the traumatic pregnancies, uh, there was not really any support. So I, there was a lot of trauma personally. And um, so she started with me and it was, um, it was very emotional. It was healing sort of all of the emotions, not feeling good about myself, going through both of those pregnancies. Um, and we would meet probably every couple of months. She would go through how I was feeling, what I was craving, because homeopathy really um, is about your symptoms, as you know, and so it's what you're craving, hot, cold, do you feel tired, do you want a soft bed, a hard bed, do you like bright light, dark light, like all those things really hone in on the medicine, and so um, she started with me uh, with the medicine, and as I slowly started to feel better, started to my energy started to come up. I wasn't so angry inside because I was holding all that anger. Um, she then I started bringing my son in because he was developing eczema, he was developing some other skin issues, and I said, "This is what's going on." And so she started working with him. So it was alternating. My daughter was still very young, um, however. Through the course of probably 10 years, um, she, we would go see her. My son would work on some of the medicines, and he had a lot of anger as well. So the two of us had to really take the medicines. Um, some were heavy doses, like high, like 200 CH, which is a, a very heavy dose, or we would take ones which are diluted with water, and you spin the energy, and you drink it over time. It's like you said, it's like a slow process where you're taking a little bit at a time, and it's slowly releasing everything that needs to go. Um, and I started getting really good with it because I could then start to hone in on what was going on. And a lot of times, once you, you feel into the medicine, you can start to see the symptoms in yourself and your children, and you're able to actually prescribe your own. So I started off with three little vials, and now I probably have a whole <laughs> suitcase full of them. And, and based on what the symptoms are um, is what I sort of say, okay, sometimes I'm right on the money and then sometimes I'm not. And it's really to do with the symptoms. Over the years, I've supported my daughter um, with, when she had ear infections or trauma. Um, I would give her a medicine and we would work that way. It helped her a lot with stress, anxiety, same with my son. Um, they will actually come to me now um, they won't go and buy cough medicine. They'll come to me and say, okay, this is what's going on, mom. I feel like this and I'll listen and then I'll say, okay, I think it's this, but, and I'll give them a list and they'll say, yeah, that, that's what I'm feeling. And usually nine times out of 10, if it's right on the money, there, it, within 24 hours, the symptoms drop and they start to heal. So um, it, it was a, a long journey, but it, I would not have it any other way because it, it healed the whole body. It affected both of us, and to this day, I still use it. So, yeah. And and it sounds like it's healing not just the physical body, but the emotional body yeah. and spirit as well. Which so much of trauma, uh, you know, whether it's birth trauma or being born to a mother who's experiencing trauma, is very traumatizing for the child too. And that that sets a blueprint. And I know we discussed this this idea of a blueprint of your life um, that, you know, many people are familiar with this blueprint of our life that we, that we experience from how our parents raised us and, you know, like that. But um, 
I take it farther back, and many practitioners do, to even the moment you were conceived and how that relationship between the parents and what that was like, what emotional um, qualities that had really influences our DNA. And then the emotional environment and physical environment, everything during our gestation is influencing how our DNA and how our physical body and our emotional body is developing. So if the mother is under stress uh, and not having the support that she needs throughout the pregnancy, that sets up a blueprint of stress and not receiving support for the child because that's the, the child is modeling its you know, we model our development, our DNA models our, our development off of the emotional environment that our mother is in. And so then when we're born, you know, that's usually continuing. And if, it, if how old was your son when, when you yeah. left? Um, he would have been almost seven. Uh-huh. So he had that first seven years of his life and that whole gestational birth journey in that same milieu and it sounds like you what you were saying is that your that his father had had um trauma growing up that he had never healed from and this is one thing that that people are becoming more and more aware of of how we keep passing that trauma down through the generations if we don't really pay attention to it and unfortunately many people deny like they they use denial and I don't know if this is true for your husband but this is just what uh, for your for your ex I, I'm assuming you were married yeah, yeah. Um, but um, you just didn't use those terms so call him what you want me to call him so what many people do is like oh that's the past you know and I have this experience in my family I mean my um, uh, you know, my grandmother is in her 80s, and she's suffering the, com the consequences of a life of um, denial that, that those past experiences were influencing her in any way. That's the past. Let's put it behind us. Let's move on with life. I don't have time for this emotional processing or any kind of healing around that. It's not affecting me. I and yet it does. And it's like at a certain point, you can't keep the lid on anymore. You know, you put it in the trash can and it's in there festering, you know, and, and those, those, and what we're learning about trauma, especially early childhood trauma is that it stays with us and we carry it. And, um, you know, even, even going to years of talking therapy has proven to be uh, incomplete an incomplete healing process for people um, because it's just activating one aspect of the brain and it's not, um, it doesn't necessarily, unless it becomes a more somatically oriented therapy, which means it's involving the whole body and where the trauma is residing in the body and helping the nervous system to deregulate from fight and flight mode all the time back to rest and digest, which that's what happens is we get stuck in fight and flight mode, if, especially if we had that trauma already in utero. Our whole nervous system is designed to orient towards being in fight and flight mode all the time because it's not safe. And so 
I'm loving hearing how homeopathy um, can be a holistic somatic therapy because I imagine even just having somebody listen to all the different ways that you might feel or having you, his mom, listen to your son about all the different ways or your daughter about all the different ways that they might feel and then be able to give them something that helps them feel better is very powerful. Um, I've been exploring uh, homeopathy more myself and I'm looking forward to hearing more about um, your experience of, you know, how, how did it address those, those traumas? I know it's not an instant healing. Um, and you said something about whatever needs to go can clear out. I would love for you to, to share in more detail, perhaps with a, with a story of an experience you've had where there was something in you that needed to come out and how the homeopathy helped it to come out. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a lot of, a lot of healing. Um, uh, I don't remember the specific medicines, but I remember one of them. Um, we started, I started talking and it was very emotional and I was crying and crying and crying. And she just, she said, this is where you are. She, tested my energy to see if the medicine, um, which is again, placing against the solar plexus to see if the medicine works with you because your body will tell you whether or not you need the medicine or you don't. Right. So she would pick a handful and, um, it helped release the anger I had towards my family, my mom and dad towards certain things that happened to me as a child. And so we had to heal that. And then once we healed that, then she said, now we can start to move on to the emotional abuse you received because you had such traumatic um, childbirths with both of your children. Um, and so there was tinctures and homeopathic medicine to make me feel more at peace, not so stressed, not freak out at everything and be able to make it through a day and not feel so angry at everybody, um, which was what I was afraid would happen was I would take all that anger and put it on my children. And I didn't want to do that. So um, my main goal was to heal myself first. And that was very emotional. It was a lot of crying, a lot of taking the medicines. And it was a slow progression as we sort of healed like an onion you heal one layer now you've got to heal the next layer and um it was healing you know not only even physically like i started to lose weight because i put all this weight on because you know it was sort of protecting myself and so it was a matter of the weight started to come off as i started to feel better um i was able to sleep at night the pains in my feet stopped i no longer had pain in my feet and tingling when i would get up in the morning because I was always in, like you said before, that fear and flight mode. I was always, what's going to happen now? Am I going to have to deal with this? So it was like just slowly sort of healing me. And then in respect, I started, as I said, I started to work with my son. And his was, um, like I said, a lot of anger. So it was dealing with the anger. And he would have um, a lot of rashes that would break out. And through that, we would... He slowly started to release and release and uh, we did a lot of other therapies as well but the homeopathy I think helped us in a very huge way release a lot of anger because when you store all that in the emotional body it becomes a physical for me it was my feet and for my son it was his skin 
it was starting to, you know, so healing those was, I think the most important thing was healing those emotions and, and releasing them so that they're no longer part of that anger and frustration. So, so how did it get released then? Because I understand that like the feet being painful uh, because there's anger in there and it can't get out. I'm imagining that uh, the homeopathic, medicine helped to open up those channels so that it could release so it wasn't being wasn't irritating your nerves and the same with the skin with your son's skin that, that inflammation anywhere is often associated with anger that's stuck in the body and that's inflaming mm -hmm. the tissues and that uh, if we find another way to release that anger then it doesn't have to get all inflamed in the skin so i'm curious if the homeopathic medicine just helped the release to happen more easily so that it wasn't inflaming your nerves and your feet and in in the in your son's skin or if there was also other therapies that helped you to release the anger in other ways in conjunction with the homeopathics so that so that this inflammation didn't have to continue um I, usually with homeopathic depending on what the ailment is usually when you start taking the um the homeopathic medicine it'll get worse before it gets better mm. so it's like the body has to push it out mm. so it pushes it out and more than likely it'll come out in a physical form so as i said before for my son it was his skin and for my feet and for me it was the feet so the body will push everything out of the body and so it'll heighten so it'll get worse for maybe a week or two or a couple of days and then you'll slowly start to feel less and less and less and less and less um i she did also encourage um you know meditation and yoga at the same time to support me to help balance my energies as well she really encouraged that because she said as much as the homeopathic can heal all these things if you're not bringing practices into your life that are going to help you balance your emotions then it's a little bit fruitless because you're just going to be back here in a couple of months asking for the same medicines again because you're not doing anything to help balance you so bringing yoga bringing meditation into my life sharing it with my children you know to say look you know this is how you can do it it's very easy also help them um eating healthy i was always a big person also on eating and so eating as clean and as fresh as possible uh, things that weren't full of antibiotics and steroids i switched all of our food over to um, as clean as I could um, because she said I remember her saying to me um, your body can fight off some of the pesticides that are in some of the, the vegetables but it can't deal with the home the hormones and the steroids in the meats and the fish so those you want to make sure they're as clean as possible because they affect your body again and then you'll be back here again we'll be trying to help deal with that so it wasn't just one it was kind of like start with the medicine heal that then also bring other things in to assist you in that and keep you in that in that nice balanced state. So, and now uh, you were sharing with me before we started that you've developed some healing programs that you actually offer to support other people, and it, uh, having to do with the breathing and the voice and sort of working with this blueprint that we all got from our childhood and clearing some of those patterns. Can you share a little bit about that and how that developed and what that's about? 
Sure. Um, so the um, it's a subconscious release technique, and it, it actually deals with the emotional code. So um, as children, we are blueprinted, as we spoke, by traumas, situations, uh, social media, cultural influences, and we take that into our adulthood. And our body is very smart. It, it, it finds something that we've had a traumatic um, experience with and it connects a emotion to it and then when you come to something very similar the body instantly releases that emotion chemical into the body and you react the same way and then you're wondering why you have fear or anxiety or you know a confusion around something but it's brand new it's because it's relatable and the brain has sort of feels the same trauma or feels the same confusion so it releases the chemical with the um, the process, which is a, it's an energy clearing, is I let people tell me what's going on, what's challenging them in their life at this time. And through speaking, they usually spit out their programs, as I like to say. They start talking about what's not working in their life, what they're angry about. And then um, I will usually come into their energy. We can do this over Zoom. We can do it in person uh, with their permission, of course. And I will test their energy against emotions and that way we will start to clear their emotions by them saying and clearing what they what they the programs and that can take anywhere from 45 minutes up to an hour sometimes we go much deeper into childhood solutions because sometimes something will start in the as children and then it'll come out as an adult and the two are not even related in a sense but they are because it's the same emotion mm -hmm. and so once we clear that one that's in the childhood they're able to release it and they start to feel in their body so much lighter. It's like they've kind of just taken suitcases of crap and just dumped them to the side. Yeah. And starting to move on. <laughs> so is this a technique that you experienced that, that you found a practitioner to help you with during your healing process and then you decided it was so effective that you wanted to learn it and offer it to others? Yes, that's sort of what happened. Um, I had built a program um, in my business called Discover Your Blueprint, which is showing you how to understand and, and recognize programs that don't serve you. Um, but I felt there was a piece missing. And when I discovered this piece through trying it myself, I thought this sort of closes the book on the whole program because it gives you the tools and to go through the program, but then at the end, it shows you how we can clear this. Mm -hmm. And so, sometimes you can, I will just offer a simple clearing and we'll spend 30 minutes and it'll just clear out programs because we take them on even today. You know, you'll be in a situation and suddenly you've taken on that person's program and you go home wondering why, why do I feel this way? Because you've let that affect you. And so, um, yeah, I, I applied it to myself and thought this this will be wonderful and you know what ultimately my goal is to to make everybody's uh, negative energy smaller and their positive energy bigger and to be able to move through life and feel better um, in what they're doing so yeah you know um it sounds like a very womb centered work even if you're not calling it so um like i told you before i was practicing all kinds of womb-centered healing approaches before i realized that that's where that was coming from um, so i just want to acknowledge you for for following that inner wisdom of knowing oh this this is what uh 
this is what I need to complete my own personal healing and then to be able to to share this with others because um, you know clearing some of these trauma-based uh, emotion patterns and emotional response habits is is such an important thing and resetting to life affirming life generating and wise emotional patterns so um, i'm curious if if this program helps to reset the system in some way like it's one thing to clear out the unhealthy emotional patterns and then i kind of feel like we have a natural intrinsic setting of wisdom and clarity and you know all of the the things that help us to feel good um and i'm just curious uh, how you hold space for that that resetting um well once once we clear the programs the programs around that issue are gone mm -hmm. um because it's it's through breath work it's the breathing in and releasing the programs um i also offer them certain things to start to recognize and move forward with journaling because um, when we journal, as I'm sure you know, you start to spill out things that don't work within your life and problems that are coming up. And a lot of times when we pay attention to that, we're able to clear that and then start to reset ourselves to go in, in a different trajectory so that we're aligned more in a positive um, way as opposed to keep falling back to what we feel comfortable and helping them understand that change is very difficult for some people because it means doing something that's a little bit uncomfortable a little bit different but once you clear out some of that they're able to sort of move forward and reset themselves so i hope that sort of explains it a little bit yeah well and that's similar to some of the work i do with the with the journaling is to support people to find their own reset like find their own inner guidance and wisdom right which i feel ultimately we all need to do even if we're enlisting support people to help us see more clearly or do a big piece of work of clearing out some patterns that we're kind of blind to or overcome by right and so we get that help um, and then I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're that you're then supporting people to find then orient to their own inner guidance with the journaling and perhaps other practices that um, that help us to connect with what feels good and right and healthy uh, from our own inner guidance. That's that's really beautiful. Um, unfortunately, a lot of uh, practices try to get people to fit into a set of ways of being and ways of thinking and ways of seeing things that that um, might be really good to try on for a while, but then that can be um, limiting to how we develop our own inner wisdom if we're relying on this externally produced structure all the time and so it's good to hear that that it's through these types of practices of journaling getting in touch with your own inner voice of wisdom that i feel that 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 completion of the healing process can take place otherwise we're just dependent on whoever created that external process to you know keep sort of making us fit into it and um 
we all we all need something a little bit different i feel um so having a framework that that allows each person to find their own way to a certain degree is really helpful yeah, so, yeah. wonderful 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 so thank you so much for um sharing with us about your healing process and how you know you've recovered your life from from these blueprints uh you know it sounds like perhaps there were some aspects of your blueprint that made it okay for you to be in that that marriage and to have children in the first place and then um hold on one second here okay so yes, thank you so much for joining us and sharing about your your journey. Um, if folks wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about your work, how could they find you? So they can find me through my website, which is rootedforsuccess.com, or they can find me through Instagram at rootedforsuccess, or they can reach out through uh, Facebook, where Shell Harlington um, or Rooted for Success my my uh, page as well. So okay. a couple different ways. Right. Well, I love this name, Rooted mm -hmm. for Success. We often talk about uh, in womb-centered healing, the rootedness mm -hmm. and the, the womb being in the root of our being. Yeah. And so, see, pretty soon you're going to be out there wearing red scarves and talking like a <laughs> priestess. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. And listeners know that... Um, you can always find out more about the Womb Centered Healing Temple by going to wombcenteredhealing.com and learning about the programs that, um, that are shared there. Uh, the Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship Program. Uh, we just started the Herbal Womb Wellness Program today. Um, and you can also learn about the reach out to me if you're interested in the biomystical womb oracle card deck and book that uh, we have a crowdfunding uh, campaign going on right now. So lots of different things to to learn about, learn more about um, if you want to reach out and, and connect. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. And um, many blessings. That's all for now. <laughs>